0: All right, you can turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read the first three verses, Hebrews chapter 12. All right, I have to ask a question. I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Sometimes I pretend that I might, but that's, I'm not going to keep it, so I'm not going to do that. But anybody make any uh, New Year's resolutions in terms of health? Like you're going to exercise, or you're going to um, diet, or you're going to get fit, or anything like that? Nobody. Jesse back there, we got a few people. All right, cool. All right, we'll be praying for you. We hope it goes well for you. Um, you can pray for the rest of us that we get convicted or something like that, I don't know. Um, any, has, have any of you ever been runners? Anybody like, like to run? Jesse's a runner back there. Anybody else? No runners? You know, I didn't picture you guys as the just. <laughs> <laughs> Insult everybody this morning. No, I've never been a runner either. I've run a couple of times in my life, but I've I've never been a runner. I remember one time I was in college. I was part of the marching band, and um, on a particular night of the week, we'd all get together and play basketball, and uh, we called it band basketball because we weren't, you know, we're somewhat athletic, but we can't compete with the real athletes, you know, so we have to play against each other, and um, so we'd get together. Uh, once a week, and we'd all play basketball. And I remember I showed up early one time, and uh, there, we were playing outside, there's a, a track, the track and field, soccer field stuff, off to the side where we were playing basketball. And one of the other saxophone players uh, was going for a run. And I was like, sure, why not? I'll go for a run with you. And so um, she starts running, and we're going around the track, and she just keeps running, and running, and running, and I ran three miles beside her that night, and I about died. Like, it killed me. I had never run three miles before in my life. You know, I've been kind of athletic, but I've never run that much. So I ran three miles beside her, and I've never run three miles in my life ever again. Like, I'm not sure that I will. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But, but it was painful. It hurt. I went and played basketball afterwards and then the next day I was like, I didn't want to get out of bed. My body hurt so bad because I just I wasn't conditioned to run that distance. She ran it like there was no problem because she was a runner. We need to think about how we live life. And our perspective on, on the way that we live is important. Because had she told me she was going to run three miles, I might have said, I'm just going to go shoot baskets. You know, like I wasn't expecting the, the long distance run. And so if she had told me, I might have been more mentally prepared for what we were about to do and gotten myself in the game, right? The, the same is true when it, when it comes to following God. We have to have the right picture of what we're doing if we're going to be able to go the distance, Because if we don't, then we're going to end up falling short of our target and of our goal, which is Christ. In Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about running a race. It says this in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Maybe you've heard this verse before. It's a a, really popular verse. I love the the encouragement that it gives here. And just, just as an aside note, like I'm really paying attention to this verse this week and what, what God is saying to me through it um, because, you know, as I was beginning the week, I've got some the sermon series kind of planned and like where we're going next. But these next few weeks, I want to do some standalone things and, and talk about a, a couple of different aspects before we get back into the series where we were. And um you know, just praying at the beginning of this week, God, what do you have for us this week? And this verse immediately came to mind. And a lot of times I like will second guess myself and you know, whatever, like God, am I really hearing you? Is that what you're saying or whatever? But, but this week I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure this is what God is saying. This is, this is what we're gonna do. And then I come into the office later this week and I do the, uh, like get together the marketing material for this, right? There's like promo pictures and printing off these things and there's little social media posts and the, the pictures and things that they have to, to promote this event, um, one of the first ones is this. It says, for the first something like, for the first 21 days of 2023, we will fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Right? Like, that, that's, that's so key. And I was like, God, thank you for the confirmation that this is for me this week, this is for us this week. I like when God confirms what he's saying and what he's doing. All right? So here we're talking about running a race, and, and going the distance, all right? He starts off and he says, Therefore, since we, have, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and this is important, we need to understand that when we read a, a, a verse from the Bible, it's usually not just coming out of nowhere, it's usually connected to something else, right? And so chapter 12 in Hebrews flows out of chapter 13, excuse me, flows out of chapter 11. got to go the right way. Flows out of chapter 11, right? And chapter 11, you may be familiar, it's called the faith chapter where it talks about um, what faith is And, and the great faith that was put on display by all kinds of people throughout the story of God working with humanity, right? And so it works through people like Noah and Abraham and Joseph and Moses and Rahab and David. All of these people who sought after God. And it talks about the prophets. It talks about people that, that aren't even named. That, that, that Many people that have gone before us that we don't even know their names. How they endured suffering and persecution and hardship because they had a hope and a faith in God that he would do what he said he was going to do. And it talks about how these people, um, they lived long before Christ and they didn't even see the ultimate end of their faith, which is God's deliverance through Jesus Christ. They had a hope in the future of the Messiah, and they put their faith in God, and God ultimately did it, but he didn't, even, he didn't do it in their lifetime. They lived long before that, right? And yet these people remained faithful. So when he moves into chapter 12, and he talks about us being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the witnesses are these people, these men and women of faith who have gone before us trusting in God, looking to the hope of salvation in Jesus. And the picture here is, is basically a, a stadium. You know, maybe you have this picture in mind of, of the Olympics, the, the runners at the Olympics, right? And they're um, in the middle of this, this great big stadium with, with um, you know, thousands and thousands of people around watching them. And, and that's the picture here. There's this great cloud of witnesses, but these witnesses aren't just witnessing the event. These witnesses, when, when you witness, you, you testify, you declare something, right? And so these people are declaring the goodness of God, and they're demonstrating, by their example, faith in Him, right? So like all these people that have gone before us, bring encouragement to us that we might be able to run the race. It's like they're there cheering us on. Like when you watch a sports game and you're you're cheering on your team or you're cheering on your kids or, or whatever it is, right? And so they bear witness that it can be done, and therefore we need to pay attention because we have a race to run, all right? So the question is, how do we run this race? It starts off by saying, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, right? So the main idea in this passage is we're running a race and then all these other things are connected to it, right? So if you're going to run, you have to to throw off or, or lay aside everything that hinders you. We need to take into account, pay attention to, evaluate like, what are the things that are bulky? What are the things that add extra weight that I don't need? What are the things that burden me down and are obstacles to me running the race? It's really interesting. Like, every time we come to church, I have this same argument with my son. And he doesn't care that it's winter. He wants to wear shorts to church. Like, it's freezing outside. We can't keep up with your laundry. We have all these reasons why it's not good for him to wear shorts to church, but he wants to wear shorts to church because if he wears jeans, he says he can't run. They're, they're constricting. I can't, I can't run in these, right? I want to play basketball. I want to uh, race my friends. I want to throw football. Like, if you make me wear these jeans, I can't run because they, they're, they're constricting, right? We see this in life. Those of you who play sports or watch sports on TV, the the athletes that go out there in their warm up gear, right? It's usually sweats or something like that, but they don't play in that stuff, right? They they take it off so that they are free and able to move and they're not weighed down by that stuff. And so the question that, that we have to ask ourselves as we're running this race of pursuing the life that God has for us is what are the things that burden us? What are the things that weigh us down? And, and the thing is, maybe there are things that aren't healthy. Maybe there are things that are bad for us. But there can also be things that, that weigh us down that are ultimately good things. Like, they're, they're not bad. They're not evil. They're not, it's not morally wrong to do a particular thing. But it still might be something in life that is weighing us down and keeping us from getting to our ultimate goal. Like I have situations. You have situations in your life where this has been, been the case, right? Like, I remember, um, you know, a few years ago, I got involved in playing some video games online. And um, I was having a lot of fun. I'd stay up a little too late after the kids went to bed and all this kind of stuff. And um, just, you know, it was something for me because, you know, a lot of times I was taking care of everybody else. and so something for me to do. And um, I remember praying through life at a a retreat and God just saying, hey, this thing in your life right here, it's just got to go because it's getting in the way of other things that you need to do. And I was like, yeah, but it's me time. And it's like, well, there's other things that you can do to take care of yourself. There's other things that are healthier for you. I'm not saying it's bad to play or whatever. It was just like that particular thing for that particular season, maybe not forever, but just had to be set aside so that I could focus on what I needed to do and focus on my relationship with the Lord. We all have things like that. And this is important to to take time um, to evaluate yourself because the hustle and bustle of this life. It's like busy, busy, busy. And there's all kinds of opportunities being thrown at us. Hey, did you know you could do this? Hey, your friends are over here going to this thing. Hey, did you know that this is an opportunity here? And it's like constantly um, there are opportunities before us. And if we're not careful, we'll just keep adding and adding and adding and adding until there's just like we're maxed out and we're, we're, we're burnout and we're tired because it's just too much. And so we have to evaluate. When you think about athletes and they talk about getting better, what's one thing they do? Uh, the Football players, they'll talk about watching film, right? They watch film of the other team. They watch film of what their team is doing. But they watch film of themselves. And they pay attention to the how they're playing the game. And after a game on a Sunday, they'll go back and they'll watch the film. Oh, I made a mistake here. I missed that guy. He was wide open. I should have thrown him the ball. When I'm in this scheme, I should do this. Like, they evaluate themselves. And it's not just self-evaluation. Here's another thing that's important for us, and this is a scary thing, and we don't like to do it, but we should find someone that we trust that we could say, hey, you're an outsider looking in. I've got some blind spots. I've got some things in my life that maybe I don't see. What do you see about me? Are there things that are hindering me? Are there things that are weighing me down? Are there burdens that I need to throw off? That's a scary thing to do because I don't want to have you critique me. I don't want to know your opinion about what what I'm doing, right? I'd rather just do my thing. But if I don't have an outside opinion, sometimes I'm just blinded to what's really weighing me down. And now, when we get advice, we want to weigh it. Is it true? Is it accurate? God, is this what you're saying to me through this person? Don't just go willy nilly and live life because everybody else told us to do something. But it's important to find someone that you can trust to tell you the truth who has your best interest at heart, that cares about you, that wants to see you living well, and ask them, hey, what do you see here? So that I can run free instead of being constricted by these things that are weighing me down. So throw off the things that hinder and throw off the sin that so easily entangles us. Again, this is sin that like ensnares us. It, it like grabs us and doesn't let us go, right? And we can recognize that, that um, we all have particular sins, um, struggles, failures, and we need to throw those things off. And again, we want to be honest. All, all the things that I said before about the other stuff of life apply here too. Be, be honest with yourself. Holy Spirit, please reveal to me where I've fallen short. Please reveal to me where I've done wrong. Show me where I might need to go and apologize. Show me where I might need to make things right that we are honest about our sins, and not just our sins, but temptations, like, because we recognize when we're being drawn into something, and a lot of times in in those moments, we want to, like, set God to the side and just overcome it ourselves, but we're not going to be able to do that. Like, we need the power of the Spirit in our lives in order to be able to overcome those things. So instead of, like, hiding from God in those moments where we're feeling temptation, we need to go to Him and say, God, I'm feeling this. I need your help. Like, God, I'm feeling this. I I can't overcome this on my own. My willpower is not strong enough. By the power of your spirit, I can live the way that you desire and not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So the questions, again, are, what are the things that are holding me back from living in this deep, abiding communion with God, this deep relationship? And I seek the Lord, and I ask godly counsel, how can I better run after Jesus? He says here, let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. So running, that's effort, right? When I was a little bit younger, like three years ago, I would run places. Like if I had to walk from the church to the house, I would just kind of light jog, I would run up and down the steps because there's something about up and down the steps. I don't like walking. I would run up and down the steps. I don't do that very much anymore because it requires more effort now. <laughs> like I feel it a little bit differently, right? <laughs> well, running requires effort and we have to be able to persevere, that we bear up under something that is difficult, something that is hard. And in, in the race here is the general word for a contest or a competition. It's a word that means struggle. It's where we get our English word agony, like something that's painful. Like, so there's, there's some difficulty involved, but each of us has a race that is marked out before us as I watch my kid and they're racing each other in the backyard because they like to run at this at their age, right? They, they like to run. It's important that they define the boundaries of the race. Okay, we're going to race around the trampoline and then you have to go around that tree and you come back and you smack dad's hand because dad's just sitting in the chair, right? <laughs> like I'm uh, ready go. Bam. They go around, but they have to, they have to plan out where they're going. There's a, there's a a course that's marked out. And that's the picture is that God has a, has a race, a course that's, that's marked out for us and that we need to approach it with a mindset of perseverance, knowing that there will be difficulty, there will be struggle. And a lot of times we can get very excited and we run really fast, but we're not thinking long-term. And we need to pay attention to the fact that life, for most of us, Praise the Lord is, is, is a long-term thing. Life on this earth with Jesus is, is a long-term thing. And we're running with a long-term mindset so that we understand that there is a, there's a goal and we're not going to burn out and fall out quickly. And he says that we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Right? He's the aim and He's the goal. Remember we said a few weeks ago when we talked that verse from Colossians on Christmas Day that um, he created all things, that all things were created by him and for him. We sang that this morning, right? For from you are all things and to you are all things. Like he is the focus, he is the aim, he is the goal. And all the other stuff we set aside and we zero in on him. Because he is the pioneer, the one who is at the, the foundation of our faith. And he is the perfecter of our faith. He's the one that, that brings it to completion. He's the finisher, right? You've maybe been in a fight. You're like, you started it, but I'm going to finish it, right? Like sometimes we, we might have that mentality in our, in our walk with God. Like, yeah, I started with God, but now by my own strength and by my own power, I've got to finish it. And that's not the picture here. It's Jesus and his love, his power, his ability to work in us and bring about faithfulness and righteousness through his spirit. He is the pioneer and the one who brings to completion our faith. He's the one who sustains. And so are we looking to him? And we follow his example because Jesus was willing to suffer. Jesus had a race to run, a race marked out for him by the Father, and he faithfully saw it through to the end. It says, For the joy set before him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, he was willing to persevere to point the death on a cross, immense, incredible suffering. And he did it for the joy that was set before him, the salvation that he was offering to you and me, the pleasure of being at the Father's side, he wasn't worried about the shame of it, but he endured it. And ultimately, he sat down at the right hand of God, right? There's this reward that he got at the end of that race. You know, like, lately when I'm running, I'm just looking forward to sitting down, right? That's the picture. It's not like a, an, a forever race, but there's a race that's marked out and that will come to an end. And it says that we're to consider him, we're to think about him, we're to, to, to use him as, as encouragement because, because of what he did for us. He, he endured opposition, he endured hatred, he endured hostility. He says, consider what he endured so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In, in other words, whatever we're facing, as hard as it is, it's not as bad as what Jesus dealt with. And if Jesus was faithful, we too ought to be faithful. He didn't give out. And so we are to run a race with endurance, patient endurance, so that we won't get weary and lose heart. I, I really like the way this is worded in the original because it speaks to the depth of uh, what can happen when we're weary. And it says that you won't be fatigued or exhausted in your soul. Ever been there at times, like I'm just, I got nothing. I got nothing to offer. Oh, what there's the alarm clock, I gotta go to work today, but I got nothing to offer. I'm going to church tonight, but oh I got nothing to offer. Like, like we we have those those things in our lives, right? Like we're going home from work and we're gonna be with our family and we're feeling like, oh, I I don't know that I have much to offer tonight, right? And we love each other in that process and we take care of each other in that process and we look out for each other, but here it talks about how if we're able to throw things off and fix our eyes on Jesus, it enables us to run in such a way that we don't become weary and fall out of the race, that we don't collapse through exhaustion, but rather we run this race pursuing Jesus. Now, a lot of times, as we kind of put all this together, I'm running a race that I think I have to run, that I'm putting on myself, an image that I have in my head of what a good life is or a picture of, you know, scrolling through Facebook and everybody else is doing these things. So if my life doesn't look like that, I, you know, I'm falling short and I'm trying to chase something and running after things that I'm not supposed to be. And I find that when I'm doing those things, I am just flat out exhausted. But I find when I'm, throwing off things and fixing miles on Jesus and running the race that, that he has for me, that bone-weary-in-your-soul kind of thing is not there. At least not so much. Like, we work hard, and it's effort, and there are difficulties in the times where we're just, like, we're, we're, we're spent before the Lord, and that, that's one thing. But when we're chasing the things of the world and on that hamster wheel over and over and over again, it crushes. So come and run the race that God has for you, the life that he wants for you, and you'll experience this joy of running. It's like, you know, runners, they talk about a runner's high. I don't know that I've run long enough to get there, right? Like usually it's just painful and I stop. But if you push through that a little bit, the endorphins start flowing and things in, like, in your body, you start to feel good, right? Like, and so whatever it is that you're facing, whatever the obstacle is, push through because God has something that is good for you. Be encouraged. There's a great cloud of witnesses who've also run races, and they're cheering you on. Shed the hindrances and persevere. Fix your eyes on Jesus, put your focus on him, and follow his example, and don't lose heart there is something worth it at the end. If we're faithful, he will be faithful. He can't deny himself and will spend eternity in joy and blessing and goodness in the presence of God. Would you pray with me today? Father God, I want to thank you for this opportunity to come and study your word together. Lord, I thank you that, have, that you have plans and purposes for each of us. And God, as each of us pursue you and work those things out, God, I pray that we would know your life and the power of your resurrection. Lord, we recognize that you suffer, and as your followers, we know that there is suffering along the way. But Lord, at the end of it, there is glory. And God, I pray that we would run in such a way that we would not be disqualified, but, God, that we would run with perseverance the race you have for us so that we might know the true joy of your life. God, we pray for your power. God, we pray for courage as we evaluate and cast things off. God, we pray for endurance that you would build us up and that you would receive all glory. In Jesus' name, amen.